Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Okay. Well, Frank, here we are. It's live. And uh, one of the things that we're going to do today is we've got a couple of people. We've, we've got a couple of people uh, that want to ask questions live. And then we've got um, a, a, one of the, somebody from Europe that has a really cool question, too, as well. Um, and I know you are the fitness guru, the fitness uh, connection here. You show us how to blend the mind and the body together. Uh, so the mind controls the body, not the body controls the mind. That's uh, uh, something that you believe in, right? Correct. Okay, good. And I know you've trained all types of athletes, and uh, I'm excited that uh, you're here. And um, and uh, are we going to talk about anything or just answer questions? Because uh, I have a question for you with me, um, and uh, if it's okay. So while we're waiting for a couple other people to get on, um, here's my question. I am really trying to do a low-carb diet, okay? And I'm drinking a gallon of water. I mean, you know, um, I, I make a joke about this, but I was on a date the other day. I had to get up three times to go to the bathroom. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Leek, she knows I have good kidneys. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, a, a walking date, and then at least you wouldn't have to go as much. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, so, um, when I do that, am, am I supposed to eat carbs earlier or later? Um uh, you know, or how, how, um, how, 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 how soon, how, when do I have to cut the carbs off? So you're, you're trying to not necessarily do it with a balanced meal. You're trying to do it more just, uh, separating like your carbs and your protein and having low carbs. A low carbs. Correct? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I want to have low carbs. So what I'm doing is like, I, I eat good fats, like peanut butter. We talked about before. Um, and uh, um, so peanut butter, and that's a good carb. Rice is a good carb, or good fatty. Rice is a good carb. But I try not to eat it after 5. Is that a good thing to do? Well, it, it depends on what time you go to bed, but essentially about four hours prior to going to bed will be a good rule of thumb for uh, the carbohydrates. Okay. And protein, uh, I, like right before I got on this show, I had protein. Um, I had a piece of chicken breast, right, plain chicken breast. I like plain chicken breast. Uh, so anyway, um, what's your thoughts about uh, that? Like how much protein, vegetables, I will eat a salad tonight, you know, with some protein in it, you know, a little bit of protein. So what's your thoughts about that? Right. Uh, it, it's a good diet. It's just hard from an energy standpoint. Like for me, like for some people, uh, they they get energy from it. I mean, the first few days are the hardest because your energy really drops because your your brain and everything is uh, dependent on the carbs for energy, the glucose. So if you're stripping it away, typically uh, you're going to get a really drop in energy immediately until your body gets into more of the ketogenesis and it starts. Uh, per- converting the protein into carbs for your brain, 
which is a much slower process, but then it's also gaining less carbs overall, which uh, carbohydrates, when you don't use them, get stored as fat in the body. Um, All calories really do, but more so carbohydrates. So carbohydrates are our body's most natural source, easiest source to convert into energy. When you strip it away, your body starts eating itself. That's why the ketogenic diets, in a sense, are good at uh, body fat dropping and weight dropping because your body literally starts eating itself, in a sense, even though you're you're eating by eating your, your proteins and stuff like that. But it, it needs more energy, and it starts eating the fat away because we, the way our energy systems work in our body, you know, it goes for the carbohydrates first, then it goes for the protein stores. The last thing it wants to eat for energy is fat because it's our least efficient energy system when it comes to converting into energy. So that's why, like, uh, you need healthy fats in your diet, but when you can really get your body to use more of your fats and your proteins for energy, your body will get leaner because it starts eating away the fat in your body. Whereas vice versa, when you have a high carbohydrate diet, and you're not very active, it just stores as fat, and it just you know, and then you crave more because carbohydrates also more of like a drug for the brain. So if if you're active realistically, like I I feel personally, ketogenic diets aren't as good for people that are really active. If you're really active, you're better off with a well balanced diet and probably closer to like a sixty percent to seventy percent carbohydrate diet. Okay, but you're talking about complex carbs, right? So, like I said, in the morning time, I have oatmeal, and uh, I started eating oatmeal. And I, I people, we got people on here that want to ask questions, but I want to, because I think this applies, applies to everybody, like oatmeal. And then I also, I added that to it because it was something you told me a couple weeks ago. And then um, I added a banana because I ate a banana, uh, and I also eat a spoonful of peanut butter in my in my coffee because I need a lot of energy to get to work out. Cause it's a hard workout I did. I thought I was going to die yesterday. Um, cause I, I ran close to two miles in about 23 minutes. Right. And I've been really working at that. Um, and then last night I, I'm so tired. Sometimes I don't, I'm so tired. I feel so tired to eat. Uh, so, but I don't eat any kind of carbs. I just ate vegetables and chicken breast, I vegetables and chicken breast. But so you're saying that, Give me the ratio again, because i got two people on here right now that probably want to ask a question, and I'm glad we're here. So what's the ratio that, that you recommend? Well, if you're a high-energy person and you're active, you should be eating around 70% carbs in, genuine, in general because uh, that's where your brain's going to get the sugar it needs, in a sense, to be able to function. Um, you'll have more energy. It'll be easy for your body to convert it. Um, you'll stay lean because you're already active. You just got to make sure that you're getting enough uh, calories overall with the protein and fat. Um, and if you do that, like you'll, you'll be on par where you need. Like, But you'll feel way better on a diet that's closer to 70% carbs. And, and the healthier carbs, the complex carbs like you're talking about, as opposed to simple carbs like toast and bagels and pastas and yeah. stuff like that. The co- complex carbs are where you get the best sources of energy besides the uh, the fruits and vegetables from those sources. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so very much. And I know we've got a couple people here. Uh, I I have, um, uh, and I think you'll answer this probably with this next question. Um, I'm going to ask one more, and then I want to go to everybody else. Um, I have a, a client in Europe, and she didn't get on because she's in Europe, and the time difference was a bit much. Um, and 
She has, uh, she is really lean, was really lean. She went through a challenge with her son not uh, being very sick, and she was real, working around the clock. You know how kids are when they get sick, and this was something that was long-term. He's better now, getting better, even better every day. But she gained uh, about uh, 8 or 10 kilos, which I think is about 2 pounds, 2 pounds. So she gained between 16 and 20 pounds. Uh, and she was she was keeping her diet, you know, eating very healthy. So what is the correlation when somebody goes to stress like that, ongoing stress, not for a pro- prolonged time, and now she's not under stress as much. She's, her son is better, i.e., and all that. I know this applies to all of us. What is what is going on there, and how can she get her body working again? Well, it, it's interesting because stress, you know, it produces hormones like cortisol to – that uh, attack the body in a roundabout way and your body kind of goes into this uh, fight or flight mode and it tries to survive when you're under a tremendous amount of stress and our survival mechanism what our brain is to store fat survive like in cases of famine and stuff like that or whatever throughout you know history the only way our body knows how to survive is I need to, to slow my metabolism to slow as possible and I need to store fat for, you know, famine to come, essentially, in a sense. And that's what our, our hormones do when you're under a tremendous amount of stress. It goes into fight-or-flight mode, and it stores, and it stores, and your energy, you know, your metabolism, rather, goes super slow. Um, when you're able to control that stress and you're able to, to get uh, under control, whether it's through meditation or changing your circumstances or so on and so forth, and everything goes back to, you know, a sense of homeostasis, um, you can get more energy by, you know, if you're still eating healthy and you were eating healthy, then typically eating healthy, you know, also combats all that stress. Like people don't realize that how much eating healthy in general, when you're getting your complex carbs, your fruits, your veggies, your lean proteins, you stick away from fried foods, stick away from fast foods, stick away from junk food per se, sweets, sugars, all that stuff. Cause those, those actually add to your stress levels, believe it or not. If you're able to stick away from those and not give in to those comfort foods or whatever it is that you crave, um, you're you're able to combat your stress even better through just healthy eating and water intake and so on and so forth. So if you're able to get on track with your eating and your diet and you still feel like you're you're struggling to lose the weight, then that's where exercise has to come in because you need a another source to be able to uh, combat that with the the negative that was you know overcoming your body um, and create a positive environment. And, and if you create a positive environment in it, then you will see the results. Cool. I love that. Now I've got somebody on the phone and she has had COVID. She's up in New York. We, I'm so glad you're here, Rosemary. I love you. you um, and I'm sorry. I was running late getting off that meeting. Well, you know what? We're just glad you're here. And Frank, yeah, Frank, uh, tell, tell, uh, Frank what's going on with you with the COVID. She's over the COVID, but she's having a tire, uh, doesn't have energy, and uh, they said that she'll get over it eventually. I, so, but she doesn't have COVID. I, I still have breathing sure. issues also. Okay, breathing issues. I still so, have, yeah, I still have breathing issues that I'm dealing with. And tiredness, right? Uh, fatigue, yes. Fatigue, sorry. And you, you haven't been diagnosed with, like, chronic, chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or something like that? I have not, no. Okay, if, if you haven't been diagnosed with either of those and you feel like it's just, uh, you know, you're, you're stuck in this kind of mode in a sense, then the, the key to me is um, to get your energy up is you might not be eating enough 
uh, from a caloric standpoint, so, you know, to be able to get your energy up. And like I said, a stronger base of uh, carbohydrates, which is the healthier carbohydrates that you need to also combat the stress. So it'll be like um, getting, you know, your, your complex carbs through your, your vegetables, your uh, greens and stuff like that, your water intake up, like drinking, you know, like Tari, mm-hmm. almost a, a close to a gallon. Um, no, I drink the, the lean more. proteins Thank as you. well. Yeah. Okay. And, and then sticking mm-hmm. away from the actual, like, uh, like I said, the comfort foods that your your actual stress hormones are going to crave. Um, that you know, whether it's fried food, fast food, sweets, salty, whatever it is, those typically add to our stress hormones. So, um, mm-hmm. if you're eating healthy from that standpoint, you're not doing any of those unhealthy foods, and you're and you're keeping it clean, and you're getting enough calories. I would say probably at least 1,500 calories in uh, to kind of spark your metabolism. And then it's a matter of just whether it's spiritual meditation or exercise, creating more uh, movement in your body to get the the blood flow for the glucose to your brain. No matter how fatigued you are, uh, it's kind of an oxymoron. Like your body doesn't want to do exercise, but exercise gives you more energy too. So, you know, you start off very basic, whether it's like just doing five chair squats, you know, and then a, a couple of minutes later, do five more and a couple of minutes later, do five more. And you just, you keep doing it and then you change it up to something else, like going for a walk around the block or if you have stairs, just mm-hmm. going up a flight of stairs and um, and then getting yourself together and then maybe doing a couple of yoga poses and then, you know, moving on to something else, you know, maybe uh, sweeping the floor or picking up or something like that, but just creating constant movement and, and kind of uh, feeling positive like re you know saying affirmations to yourself and uh just you know putting positive energy into yourself so that way you can create that and then just chug water like there's no tomorrow because water really is kind of the the savior in a lot of ways like no matter even when you're eating unhealthy and so on and so forth i mean water is the number one thing i always tell people it combats stress it gives your body more better blood flow it gives your more energy, you know, it helps your digestive system, everything. And a lot of people, you know, tell me, oh, I drink tons of water. I drink tons of water. I think Therese to say that. But, you know, there's a big difference when you start bumping it up to a level that you really should. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, yeah. you might be going to the bathroom more, but your energy levels and everything change big time. And I don't know if any of this necessarily, uh, you know, makes sense to you, but it, it really makes a it big does. difference it if you're able to everything. do it. Yeah. Everything you said makes sense to me. I got to tell you something. Absolutely. I have told her about the meditation and the affirmations and the the journal yes, and all that. Yes. Okay. Thank you for backing that up. And then water. Man, I thought you were crazy when you said that. You I know, just as he said it, I grabbed my bottle of water and I, I started drinking it. Otherwise, I would have, you know. Especially in the winter, I find myself not drinking enough water. In the summer, I find it so much easier. Uh, that's cool. But yeah, in the winter, for whatever reason. Thing. Our, in our society, the number one common thing is dehydration with a lot of people because they, they think yeah. they're getting enough, but you're really not. Like you have to, I mean, the bare minimum you should be drinking, even if you're staying indoors all day in the AC and, and you're super sedentary, you should be still getting at least 60 ounces a day. And, you know, if yeah. you look at your bottle and see how many ounces are in it and you, and you multiply this to figure that, uh, a lot of people, like I said, they think they're getting, you know, they drink half the bottle and then they refill it and then they drink half the bottle and they refill it. We're still only drinking a half a bottle at a time. So, you know, if you truly right. measure it out and you, and you get that number bumped up to, 
you know, set the goal tomorrow for 80 ounces and the next day for 100 ounces and then try to get closer to that 120 to 130 ounce where you're at about a gallon and you will see a huge difference. The first week or two, uh, you know, you'll probably hate it a little bit because, like I said, you'll be going to the bathroom like crazy, but your body will adapt and your brain will thank you because, and, and sometimes, you, you know, it affects your pulmonary too because when you're not drinking enough water, your your lung capacity for, you know, to create enough oxygen is affected as well. Um, so because your heart's working harder, your lungs are working harder, everything's working harder when you don't drink yeah. enough water, whether it's circulation or energy and everything. So, you know, but the, the lungs could be, you know, just a matter of you, you got to move more. You're not moving enough. You got to, you know, not, not high intensity, start, you know, low intensity. Like I said, trying to increase it. Um, I highly recommend usually when people are having those issues to get a heart rate monitor so you can kind of uh, view where uh, you should be at and where you are at at all times. So that way you kind of know um, when you can push yourself more and when you can't because some days, you know, your, your heart rate might stay. And it usually uh, correlates with your, your breathing, your actual uh, lungs. It doesn't always, but it usually does. So it can make a, a big difference from that standpoint. Um, so you have to try to, you know, figure out how to, to change that and, That'll make a big difference with you, I believe. Oh, that's good. I like that. Thank that's you. Good. That that's that great. really, yeah, that really makes sense. A lot. Of, I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah. I told you and, he's and amazing. You know, and that's also either too. Uh, you know, music. Like, uh, music's a big motivator for me. If you put on music that you love around the house, and you know, just start start dancing to it, or you know, whatever it might be, music that you just love that kind of gets your 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 blood moving to the brain. I mean, there's a lot of studies with that, but for me, like I can't, I can't do cardiovascular exercise without music. Like I just, I need it because, you know, ADD kicks in or something and I just get bored otherwise. And I got to constantly think of things. And so, so I don't want to think of a thing. Now I want to be able to relax. So it's my meditation, my, yeah. my de-stress. So put on some music that gets you going, whatever your music you love. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. Uh, I like that too, because I, go ahead, Tri, I'm sorry. No, 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 please finish because I want you to get as much because you've been you No, know, so... I was just going to say because I'm not much of a cardio person because of that fact, even at a gym. Um, a, a treadmill was never my thing, but if I went on to like the, the step, like a step master or uh, one of the ellipticals, I would get bored because I wasn't listening to music. Like I, I would forget my headset and I wouldn't have the patience to stay on there. But when I did have my iPod on, you know, so I can listen to music, that that gave me more of that incentive to stay on. It kept me, like, motivated. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, music is huge. And, and, you know, your music is what inspires you and motivates you. And I'm a big believer in that. Like, I put it around the house, you know, with my kids and when we're doing stuff, and it, it just it makes a big difference. It does something, you know, with your brain that wakes it up, everything, your energy levels change, your positivity changes in the sense that you just have an extra boost and that's that's huge i love that that's good so rosemary frank you gave her some good stuff because i know her well anyway um she and i she and i've been uh, working together for years a couple years now um thank you by the way uh so we've got somebody else here thank you i don't know any one very welcome uh, we've got Amy. Amy, I call her Amy G because her last name starts with a G. So Amy, Amy, why can Amy? Are you here? Amy. Yes, I am. Yes, sorry, okay. I just had it on mute. 
I was listening to everybody, and I agree, water, water, water. (laughs) Anyway, Amy's calling from Texas, uh, um, Frank, and uh, I know she is, let me give him this, she has fibroids, and she's trying to heal them naturally, and and she, you know, she wants to keep her body, she wants to get her body in shape even more, and so what's your thoughts on that? What should she, uh, how how are you going to address that? That's a better way. Sorry, I'm like trying to talk for him. Sorry, Frank, but anyway, go ahead. With five boys, I hope you guys stock in the grocery store. Because <laughs> I'm no, sure five, they, they five eat boys. you out of house boys. and home. Well, she's got four or five <laughs> kids, right? That's funny. Uh, but no, she's talking about fibroids in her, in her, you know, in her, in her, in my stuff, uterus. In her, yeah, in her uterus. That's oh, all right. Saying. I thought you said five boys. I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> uh, with, funny. Uh, with actual, like, uh, so your your energy is is de- deficient as well from that, or you're asking basically how to combat that? Well, I mean, I was just diagnosed. It came upon me pretty suddenly, and I was just diagnosed mid-January, so I'm really just now about five, six weeks into and then managing the pain. It was pretty. It was really painful. I have two of them inside my uterus, which is I think is more of a blessing than, than being outside, and one's nine centimeters, size of an orange, and the other one's the size of a grapefruit. So now that I have the pain under control, um, now we're trying to approach it with dissolving them. So I don't, I can't avoid a myomectomy or a hysterectomy due to my age and whatnot. So um, I do drink a lot of water. Trying to, of course, the weather. I'm here in Texas. We just went through our crazy blizzard. We're all fine and good, healthy, thank God. But um, you know, so of course, this January, February has just thrown me off. Just of even getting back into just walking and, and, and doing what I normally did in my exercise. So, but I've maintained because you're right. I've like tried to stay away from table sugars and fast foods and trying to eat clean a little bit, but then I go through not having an appetite or I get like every day it feels like I'm starting my cycle. Like I'm just really crampy, but I don't have the back pain anymore. So then it's just more of, I don't know, that's where I'm at. So any more that's, insight, that's I would love part. it. So, well, I, I, I got to admit, you got me stumped a little on this one. So if I had oh, to. Oh, the uh, story of my life. How you need I, I mean, I, I would think uh, that, you know, for the most part, uh, obviously the water intake is huge. Um, sugar intake is going to be, you know, not good in that sense. You know, you got to get uh, more vegetables and uh, more just overall the complex carbs. Um, I would even try sticking away from most fruits and try to stick with just a a higher vegetable-based diet and a higher – because that has a lot more uh, cancer-fighting agents in them and so on and so forth, and they're lower sugar. Um, You know, obviously the the unhealthy foods, whether it's junk food or fried food and stuff like that, but, you know, more vegetable-based and more uh, water intake and sticking away from the sugars, whereas protein for you, uh, it's – it's it's beneficial, but I think the vegetables are going to be your number one source that you need, and your and your grains that are going to give you the the best benefit to uh, fight that, and to also kind of give you the energy you need and try to maybe stabilize everything. So a more mm-hmm. plant based diet in general, um, and then yes, just your your lean proteins. But your proteins, like I I wouldn't worry about uh, eating a lot. Like I'd probably stick to your protein, like probably being like 15% of your diet and work more on like a, like 70% carbohydrate and a, and a 5% like healthy fat, you know, like the, the avocados and 
the nuts and stuff like that, but, but more just, like I said, a high plant-based diet and grain diet, I think would benefit you the most with a, with a high water intake diet and also sticking away from the, uh, the caffeines too. I mean, I, I don't know if you're a coffee drinker or a tea drinker. But, not really. Um, yeah, no, not really. Okay. No, that's, that's pretty easy for me. I'm, for, yeah. For things like that, I've heard they're, they're less beneficial. Um, so for the most part, like it, it, you know, if you don't have to worry about that and you're not a soda drinker or sugar, you know, drinker in a sense, um, that that would benefit you the most, just a high plant-based diet, uh, a high complex carb diet, and just like 15% of your diet, roughly protein, whether it's a, and ideally like your, your healthier, uh, like fishes, like, you know, your salmon, um, mm-hmm. your sea bass, I eat a lot of like salmon. That, you know? salmon and cod and that, shrimp and chicken are my main proteins. Eggs and yeah, avocados, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. The red meats aren't going to probably benefit you as yeah, much no. mud with the high acid or anything like that. So right, uh, yes, I think sir. if you do that, it will benefit you more. And then just trying to, you know, also like uh, your your meditation, you know, doing yoga would benefit you probably a lot because you can get in deep into the meditation and stretch and create blood flow. And, you know, the blood flow is, is key also as well, trying to create blood flow throughout your whole body. Um, with the meditation and trying to reset your body, I think would benefit you tremendously as well. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. I've got one more, but I didn't know you were coming on. Somebody from the 610 area, because you have a question that you want to ask Frank, a workout body-mind question? Hello. Um, Well, I heard what you said about soul creating stress and um, you know, I, I don't have an addiction on carbs. Um, I don't really have an addiction for on anything except like salty stuff or like or a combination of salt and some maybe sour or salt and something else or like pepper, but like mainly just salt, you know? Yeah, some people are very fixed on the salt. Uh, you know, believe it or not, though, the salt one usually is easier to fix because a lot of times people that crave the sodium it's it's a dehydration thing. You're you're really not drinking enough water, and your body's cra- losing too much of the electrolytes, so it's craving salt. Um, believe it or not, so you know sometimes you do just have more of the salt taste buds that you crave, but you know there's a lot of times it's just dehydration. Believe it or not, if you bumped up your water intake, uh, you know dramatically. I don't know if you measure out how much water you drink, and you got close to around a hundred ounces a day for. A week, I'd be curious to see if the cravings kind of uh, diminish a lot. They might not fully go away because you also get the psychological cravings sometimes too as well when you, it's uh, something that you're just so used to, whether it's social or, or you've been doing it your whole life. Um, the, other than that, like, you know, creating more uh, foods that have just a, less salt in there so you can develop less uh, salt, salt, create more salt sensitivity um so that way you're not craving as much in that sense because you know the more salt you put the more you crave and but a lot of times that correlates like i said directly to not having enough water in you and kind of being a little dehydrated so do you know how much water you kind of drink per day i estimate on days you know where i'm eating normally like i drink I try to drink 64 fluid ounces, that's just what they said, you know. Recommend like eight cups, right? 
Yeah, at least. If you're active and you get outdoors, I mean, they all not to be a, a runner or anything like that, but if you're, you know, not inside the house all day and you're walking around, I'd, I'd bump that up probably to closer to 80. Um, wow. uh, where, where, where do you live? Are you living in a humid environment or? Um, I'm not sure whether it's humid or anything. It's just a temperate place. Okay, so, well, in general, I would bump it up to just try about 20 or 30 more ounces a day. Um, That should help combat that a little bit. And then, uh, like I said, try to watch the amount of salt you're putting on foods because the more you put on, the more you crave. Um, But salt, you know, unless you have high blood pressure, it's not necessarily a bad thing for you uh, because it is helping your electrolytes and everything. Um, but it, it is going to affect you negatively over the long term, uh, you know, whether it's different things like uh, like gallstones, stuff like that, you know, from having too much salt in your diet. All those type of things can be affected from this. Um, so you got to try to figure out a way to try to balance it out a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if you exercise regularly, but just the cravings alone usually, like I said, it, it more than half the time it's from dehydration because your body's craving electrolytes it needs to balance out. Wow. Well, that makes sense. I was wondering, is there a number that's, like, dangerously too high to drink? You know, I wasn't sure, like, if I was over-drinking, if I passed 64, is there, like, a certain number that's dangerous? Yeah, for the most part, you'd have to be probably close to, like, a gallon and a half a day to probably get to that dangerous level. Um, which typically like marathon runners, people that are big endurance people, they're the only ones that usually have to worry about because their body can absorb most of it. And then they, you know, they don't, they don't get it back out enough. Typically the the normal person, um, you're just going to keep going to the bathroom anyway. So it'd be almost impossible for you to absorb too much because you're going to constantly just, you know, let it right back out in that sense, once your body's kind of had its limit, um, with your bladder not being able to support as much, uh, in general, but, uh, you know, ideally, uh, if, like I said, you, you walk around outside, you, you know, you walk from here to there and you're fairly active and you're not extremely sedentary, we want to hit at least 80 ounces at the bare minimum. And I would set the goal of getting closer to that hundred to 120. Um, and your energy level should jump up from there and then you're going to want to do more. But from just a salt sensitivity standpoint, usually it's an electrolyte thing and you need more, uh, water in your diet. And if uh, I do keto, um, if I do keto, what I need to drink less? No, usually you got to drink more because the high protein diets typically are harder to digest digest foods. Um, guys, right. I'm gonna have to, we're out of time. All right, I'm glad you asked okay, your question. All right, You're you guys, uh, Frank is gonna do a. Um, we have a show with him answering questions uh, in a, a little. Bit, I'm gonna say a little bit in the next uh, little bit of time, okay? In the next maybe two weeks or so, maybe three. Uh, I have to talk to him about that. Where uh, you can ask a lot more questions, he's gonna, you know, be able to talk to you even more, and well, there'll be more people here. So we wanted to try out to see how this works. I'm so glad that he's here, um, and you guys have a wonderful now, Frank. I will talk to you later, and everybody, thank you for participating. Bye now. Thank you, everybody. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.